0: What is going on, GLE Nation? Bill Swanson here, talking quiet again. It's early in the morning, recording, making time to record. Had something on my heart this morning I wanted to share with you all, and I've really been contemplating leadership and being an example and uh, kind of that whole concept as it relates to marriage. I've been reading... The Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill. I've been studying this for a while and uh, took a little break from it and just getting back to it. Um, I wanted to talk about the law of retaliation, returning like for like. Um, and this is something that I've been learning the hard way over the last several years. And, and this one's actually tied to a law of self-control. So, uh, you know, in order to actually effectively exercise, uh, the law of retaliation or being able to return like for like, you need to have self-control so that you can resist your temptation to return evil or being treated in a, <clears throat> in a negative way. Right. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and this is so easy to do, you know, if you been in a relationship or not <clears throat> currently married, you know, you definitely know how easy it can be to, you know, return like for like evil behavior or bad behavior. Um, but uh, you know, really interesting to think of this concept as you're thinking about marriage um and uh returning like for like. So, you know, I'll read a couple things from napoleon hill here and if you would you know as you're as you're listening to this and get something that you think could benefit somebody that you know you know share the show kind of goes to this law of retaliation um you know if you think this would help somebody out there go ahead and share that show with them and maybe they'll retaliate and, and do something to benefit you when you uh when they think of it, or maybe they'll share it with somebody else and kind of kind of pay it forward, right? But um, I'll go ahead and read some of these things. This is from Napoleon Hill, 16 Laws of Success, Law of Success and 16 Lessons. Through the proper use of the law of retaliation, I can get you to do whatever I wish you to do. Sounds pretty nice, spouses, right? People who uh, are in relationships. If I wish your respect, your friendship, and your cooperation, I can get these by extending to you my friendship and cooperation. The man who attracts you to him through his pleasing personality is merely making use of the law of harmonious attraction or the law of retaliation, both of which, when analyzed, mean... That like attracts like. If you will study, understand, and make intelligent use of the law of retaliation, you will be an efficient and successful salesman. When you have mastered this simple law and learned how to use it, you will have learned all that can be learned about salesmanship. The first and probably the most important step to be taken in mastering this law is to cultivate complete self-control. You must learn to take all sorts of punishment and abuse without retaliating in kind. This self-control is a part of the price you must pay for mastery of the law of retaliation. When an angry person starts in to vilify and abuse you, again, married people, does this sound familiar, justly or unjustly? Just remember that if you retaliate in a like manner, you are being drawn down to that person's mental level. Therefore, that person is dominating you. On the other hand, if you refuse to become angry, if you retain your self-composure and remain calm and serene, you retain all your ordinary faculties through which, to reason, You take the other fellow by surprise. You retaliate with a weapon with the use of which he is unfamiliar. Consequently, you easily dominate him. Literally speaking, every person with whom you come in contact is a mental looking glass in which you may see a perfect reflection of your own mental attitude. Now, this is a tough truth for people. This is a tough Fundamental truth that if you haven't grown up yet, if you haven't uh, done the work, you know, some people call it shadow work, what have you, and and you haven't fully taken responsibility that your results and the, you know, the things you see around you and reactions people have with you are actually a a reflection of your own mental attitude. Ooh, it's pretty tough sometimes, right? Read a couple more things before I, I move on to um, an extension of this topic. So he gives an example of, you know, his, uh, his two sons, one of them goes to steal the other's peanuts and it gets punched in the nose. And so he tries to teach his son and tells him, Hey, you know, open your box of Cracker Jacks and offer your little brother some and see what happens. And after considerable coaxing, he persuaded him to do this. And then a remarkable thing happened out of which, I learned my greatest lesson in salesmanship before Napoleon would touch the cracker Jack. He insisted on pouring some of his peanuts into James's overcoat pocket. He retaliated in kind out of this simple experiment with two small boys. I learned more about the art of managing them than I could have learned in any other manner. Another thing for, you know, leaders to keep in mind, leaders of families, leaders in general, um, just how being an example first is so important, and people will follow it. They'll return in kind. We are all just grown-up children and easily influenced through this principle. The habit of retaliating in kind is so universally practiced among us that we can properly call this habit the law of retaliation. If a person presents us with a gift, we never feel satisfied until we have retaliated with something as good or better than that which we received. If a person speaks well of us, we increase our admiration for that person and we retaliate in return. Through the principle of retaliation, we can actually convert our enemies into loyal friends. If you have an enemy with whom you wish to convert into a friend, you can prove the truth of this statement. If you will forget that dangerous millstone hanging around your neck, which we call pride. Mm, Pride. It seems like we've been talking a lot about that lately, or many have stubbornness make a habit of speaking to this enemy with unusual cordial cordiality cordiality being cordial go out of your way to favor him in every manner possible he may seem immovable at first but gradually he will give way to your influence and retaliate in kind the hottest coals of fire ever heaped upon the head of one who has wronged you are the coals Of human kindness. I think there's a Bible verse that talks about that, huh? Why is it when once a man begins to make money, does the whole world seem to beat a pathway to his door? To him that hath shall be given, but to him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. Right? Another Bible verse. By the way, as you go through your success journey and personal development journey, If you know the Bible, it's really interesting because all of these truths are taken from Scripture, (laughs) like all of them. Yes, to him that hath shall be given, if he hath failure, lack of self-confidence, hatred, or lack of self-control, to him shall these qualities be given in still greater abundance. But if he hath success, self-confidence, self-control, patience, persistence, and determination, to him shall these qualities be increased. The divine economy is automatic and very simple. We receive only that which we give. It is not that which we wish for that comes back to us, but that which we give. I implore you to make use of this law, not alone for material gain, but better still for the attainment of happiness and goodwill toward men. This, after all, is the only real success for which to strive. I thought a lot about this as, uh, you know, I've thought about, you know, who's happy. Do you know happy people? Do you know people that maybe aren't so happy? When when I was reading this, um, you know, I thought of times in my life where I've been less happy than others. (laughs) I thought about how I'm so guilty of falling into the temptation of, you know, lacking self-confidence, allowing my pride to overtake me. And to stop being that good example, and to return like for like, and let allow myself to be dominated by others who um, would do wrong, right, or treat me poorly. And um, again, uh, you know, once once you really see that you in self control can use this law of retaliation actively, proactively. And you really are, as you see the reactions of others, looking through a a looking glass, right, as he calls it. Super interesting. So let's, you know, how does that apply to marriage? Let's go read what the Bible says about marriage. I had some really good friends of mine get married recently. I wrote these two Bible verses in their card for them to study. One's from Ephesians Five classic uh, Ephesians on wives and husbands. So I'll start there. You probably read this before, but I want you to think of it in context of what we just talked about. Uh, starting in verse 22, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. who submit, submission. Well, what does submission mean? Um, well, the next verse actually tells us Right. It doesn't mean do everything your husband says, you know, and uh, be a limp noodle. That's not what it means. It means for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Right. Sounds pretty oppressive, doesn't it? Oh, man. Uh, Sorry, I'm being facetious. But as as you hear movements of the day talk about this oppressive patriarchy that's uh, out there you know, and try to frame it into this, um, you know, being taught or something by uh, Christians or the Bible. It's just so far from the truth in that there is a structure to creation and man was made first and also uh, his head is Christ. So he's not the head. He is submitting to a head himself, right? Oh no, how oppressive. Man, we, we men should just start complaining about how oppressed we are, right? No, um, why aren't we oppressed? Well, let's keep reading because context is really important. So, we just talked about the wives submitting. And I've heard, uh, you know, interesting uh, perspective on the word submit, meaning you're sub to the mission, you know, which is Christ's mission. What is that mission? Okay, well, let's go to verse 25. Husbands. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her. Sanctify means to make holy. So so Christ is giving himself up for his bride, the church, to make her holy, to cleanse her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish in the same way. Husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it, cherishes it just as Christ does the church, but we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ in the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now, I several folks have posted on uh, social media lately What can we do to to save marriages? And what what are we doing wrong in relationships these days? Well, uh, we're not submitting to our headship, the office of head, Christ as the head of the husband, and wives as submitting to their head, their husband. Now, the whole point of this structure is to be good for you right, to sanctify, to uh, make holy without blemish, without spot or or wrinkle, right? No man ever hated his own body. So why, you know, the thought that, oh no, a wife submitting to her husband is like this horrible thing cannot be further from the truth. It's all for the good of the wife. And the husband shouldn't lord it over her or somehow abuse her with it but the whole point is that he nourishes cherishes just loves his wife as himself right love his wife as himself nourish cherish sacrifice give himself up for her sanctify her present her blameless in splendor, right? And wives, what do you do? Respect your dang husband. <laughs> How many times do you see wives showing disrespect to their husbands publicly or even privately, right? You, you don't see that, but I know it's happening. And here's the thing it's really easy to go, oop, point the finger oh, well, he's supposed to be my head first and present me blameless, and then I'll respect him when he's worthy of respect. Well, if you're going to wait around for him to be worthy of your respect, you're going to be waiting forever. Because we're not worthy of Christ's love. We're not worthy of uh, being sacrificed for, right? And your husband's not worthy of your respect. But you are commanded to respect him, right? And he is commanded to love you, right? And Jesus is that ultimate head that did that first, right? So this is the perfect leadership picture, the office of headship. The head shows the way. We follow the way. We follow the way. Respect, blameless, nourishment, honor, respect, submission. It's the perfect uh, the perfect picture of leadership. So think about this application to your lives as you're thinking about the law of retaliation, right? I implore you to make use of this law, not alone for material gain, but better still for the attainment of happiness and goodwill, toward men you will return like for like so um are you being disrespected maybe you have some people that you need to show honor respect to nourish cherish are you not feeling loved well maybe you need to respect and love and honor more right and um Again, this exercise is tremendous self-control. We need tremendous faith and grace to be able to do these things. But if you want to know what's wrong with uh, marriage is not going well, it's because one or both spouses are pointing at the other one, waiting for them to prove their love, or do their thing first, or be worthy of respect. And they're not willing to submit to their head and submit to what the word says here and do what it says, even when the other's not deserving of it. And I'm guilty, just like anybody else, but we repent, we we turn around. And uh, this world is attacking marriage right now. It's attacking headship, godly headship in the world and uh, we need to put aside our pride. Um, I'm going to do an episode on humility here soon because I hear a lot of influencers in the personal development world talking about not being humble. Well, uh, the Bible explicitly says to be humble, so we need to understand what that means because I I think I know what they mean by it, and they mean good. They're well-intentioned by it, but as you're studying You must know the word or you won't be able to compare it to the truth. You'll you'll be blowing in the wind back and forth. You need to compare all of this development stuff to what the word actually says. And lots of times it can be twisted or construed, uh, misconstrued. And so um, I just encourage you to study to show thyself approved. Do the work. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it will be opened. And as you go today, share this show with somebody who might benefit from this advice on marriage and headship and go lead everything.